I'm so excited that you're back again today to be a better leader. Look, how far we go really is in part with how much we know, how much we follow through, and how much we follow the voice of God. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is teaching students, teaching people how to hear the voice of God. You know, we hear this all the time. And the sad thing is a lot of people just start taking their small group leader, their youth pastor, their pastor's voice as the voice of God alone. And that is so dangerous. I know that's not your goal. That's not my goal. I don't want to be God's voice in someone's life. I want to teach them how to hear God's voice for themselves. Scripture says it like this. Those that are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God in Romans chapter 8, verse 14. And that's the goal is to teach people how to pray, how to read their word, how to have gratitude, how to have generosity, how to worship, you know, really teaching them how to live a Christian lifestyle. And one of the so important vital keys in this is teaching people how to hear the voice of God. We have an entire generation that is searching and looking and man, the the Google searches, the YouTube searches, the video views that people are getting on this topic are insanely high. Why? Because people want to be empowered to have conversation with the Lord. And I think it's for them. And I think it's time that we make sure they know that they can hear from God themselves and to teach them how to do it. Awesome timing as well with a, uh, Uh, stuffy nose because the uh, season change but you know I I often think about it and it's like it's nice you know if you're a parent it's nice when your kids listen the first time because you're not telling them something to hurt them to harm them to be mean to them to control them you're doing it for their benefit for their long-term or short-term win and the Lord's the same way man he wants to speak to people for their long-term and short-term wins. And when we can get people to hear the voice of God, we win. You know, most people, they live off their emotions. We talked about it in maturity over emotions and teaching people how to conquer that and live over that. Most people live by their flesh and whatever their flesh feels, whatever they wanted in the moment, it's, it's hedonism. But really, maturity in Christianity is responding to the voice of God, the word of God, when things are uncomfortable. And we need to get them here. The voice of God is not a mystery. It's not weird. God wants to speak to you so easily, so clearly, and quickly. So what did Jesus say about this? In John chapter 10, verse 27, he said, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I think the very first thing is that God speaks, and he speaks clearly, and his sheep, his followers, know his voice. It's not a mystery to them. And they listen to the the voice. Not only knowing the voice, but they listen to the voice. Um, In John 10, verse 4 and 5, he said, They don't follow a stranger. They'll run from him because they don't know his voice. They don't follow a stranger. This is huge. You know, God doesn't want to be a stranger. He wants his followers to know his voice, to listen to his voice, and to run from them that they don't know. And if we could do that, imagine what those students' life with Jesus would look like. Imagine what people's uh, purpose, how quickly it could be accomplished if they could not only listen and hear, but obey the voice of God in a fast manner and run from the voices that that are not God. 
I think there's some simple markers to know what is and what is not the voice of God. Um, number one, <laughs> some simple, well, here's some simple questions to help people know if it's the voice of God or not. Number one is, is it biblical? Very easy. You know, God is not going to go against his word. He's not going to say, like, he'll never tell someone to go and commit murder or to rob or to steal, no matter what the end game is. You know, it's not do the ends justify the means. It's does this fit into a biblical perspective? Number one, is it biblical? Number two, does it build the kingdom of God? A lot of people get caught up in building their own kingdom, their own fame, their own fortune. But I think a great boundary and mile marker for is this the voice of God is very simple is does it build the kingdom you know if it doesn't build the kingdom I don't think that really God is about it does he build people's lives and therefore they build the kingdom absolutely he does does he show people how to make wealth so that they can help with the kingdom absolutely does he move people absolutely but what is the foundation behind it? Is it building ourselves and that is the sole intention? Or is it building ourselves so we can build the kingdom? Is it building this so the kingdom can be built? I think another great question is, does it require faith? It's very simple. And small things can require faith as well. But does it require faith? Did you just think this up on your own? Or was this definitely by faith? And does it require faith to move forward? Another very good question is, does this honor God? If we could look at anything we do through this lens of does this honor God, I think a lot of our lives would look very different. But in terms of hearing the voice of God, what an easy mile marker, what an easy boundary, what an easy um, indicator of is this or is this not? Does this honor God? And if it honors God, then guess what? It is also likely from God. He's not going to dishonor himself. He's not going to, you know, like scripture says in Matthew chapter seven. And I think people use this one all the time. It's actually kind of comical. They'll say like, they'll give a yes. They're like, yes, I'll come and help you with this. Or yes, I'll be on this team. And then six months later, they completely fall apart on it. And like, well, scripture says, let your yes be yes and no be no. Anything else is from the evil one in Matthew chapter seven. And we look at it and people are like, well, yeah, but you know, I was just praying and uh, man, I just felt like it was my time to, to stop. It's like, well, that's not true. Because if, if it was your time to stop, honoring God and your commitments would have been going, following through, and having the conversation of, I think it's time for me to transition. It's not honoring God to, to quiet quit. You know, like it, that's not how God works. Another great question is, does this bring freedom to somebody else? You know, does this help bring freedom? What does Jesus care about? He, he cares about the freedom of people. He cares about their relationship with him, with him. And this is such a massive key is does this bring freedom to somebody else? And we got to make sure that we're looking at these things through the lens of, of the kingdom of God. Does it require faith? Does it honor God? Does it bring freedom? Is it biblical? are all great questions to ask when we think we've heard God say something to us. But then we, we bear the question of, well, how do I know if it was God talking? How does God talk? You know, God's goal has never been to be silent towards man. He loves you. He wants to have relationship with you. He wants to give you clarity and direction. But how does God speak to us? Well, number one, he speaks 
audibly. And uh, I've never personally heard the audible voice of God. I think it would terrify me, um, but I'm down. Like God, I'm down. I will, I will gladly hear your audible voice. But I don't think a ton of people are going to hear the audible voice of God. If you look throughout history, you look throughout scripture, it is more uncommon than it is common to hear the audible voice of God spoken out loud. But it is totally biblical for this to happen. I think the Lord more will speak in that that small still voice that whisper in 1 Kings chapter 19, 11 and 12. Um, it, this is God speaking. He says, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by in a great strong wind in the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. The Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind on the earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in a fire. And after a fire, a still small voice. And sometimes that still small voice comes through a prompting. It's, it's just a sense. It's an urge that you just kind of think about it and it happens. You know, it is that simple urge, that simple prompting to do something. You know, turn left instead of going your normal way. That is a prompting in your heart. An, uh, sometimes it, it, this mil, the still small voice will be a nudge. When you're not sure, God will send you confirmation to push you towards the voice and what God is saying. He'll nudge you in that right direction. He'll give you a push forward in that direction. In terms of that, I believe that like, I think that happens all the time. You're at a grocery store and you see somebody and you're like, well, I feel like I should talk to them. <coughs> or you're, you know, scrolling through your Facebook and you're like, man, I feel like I should message them. And then you say the next prayer and you're like, well, God, if it's true, let them talk to me first. And then they do. <laughs> you know, that would be a prompting and a nudge to follow through on the voice of God. That would be the voice of God asking you to do something. And oftentimes what I find is it's really small things. It's not the big things most of the time. It's the small things. You know, it's feeling like I should call so-and-so in the moment. I can't tell you how many times I've felt that and sent a text or a call and someone was like, I literally was thinking about that today or I was praying about that today. It was a prompting. I just felt my heart to shoot that over. And it was, it was God speaking and prompting my heart to follow through. It was the voice of God. Sometimes with it's God, should I do this or should I do that? You know, it's a prompting. It's a nudge. Sometimes it's a conviction. You feel so deeply in your heart that you have to do this thing. For conference, it was easy. There was a conviction in my heart to do this thing. And then even with what we're about to do, I felt a conviction years ago, but there wasn't an open door yet. And I felt a conviction to not move until God moved. And now one of the craziest things we've been praying for is about to happen. You know, it's incredible when you can start to listen to the prompting, the nudging, the conviction of God in what you should and should not do, where you should and where you should go. And he's not going to take a long time. He'll speak directly and clearly to your heart and let you know what he wants you to do because he loves you and he wants you to be in order and he wants you to be going in those directions. He wants things to work out. 
Another great way would be would be the prophetic in dreams or in visions. God wants to speak in dreams and visions. Oftentimes, dreams are a very real thing and God wants to speak in dreams. Visions are very real. These things are very real and God will speak in those moments and to those people for that very thing. Sometimes it's a word. Sometimes it's a word written down. Sometimes it's a letter. Sometimes it's a word that's preached and it lands in your heart and you know it's for you. The Holy Spirit and the Word of God will agree that this is for you. You know, reading the Word of God, you can get what to do by reading the Word of God. And He'll speak clearly to you through His written Word. And that is such a powerful moment for you to be in. But I think that God will whisper to your heart. I think that God will uh, give you a nudge. He'll give you a prompting. He'll give you a conviction. He'll have a word or a sermon preached. He'll have a word in his in his word that's already written for thousands of years. He'll put a conviction on your heart for yes, do this. No, don't do this. Yes, go to school there. No, don't go to school there. No, don't quit your job. No, don't date them. Yes, that's the one to marry. God will absolutely speak to your heart. But how do I hear is probably the bigger part is, and, and I think we need to realize is you can't hear unless you listen. So many people make up their mind about what they want God to do. And then they convince themselves that God said yes, because they love the idea of it. But I want to encourage you, don't make up an idea and try to fit God into that box. That's foolishness. That's not hearing God's voice. That's just lying to yourself. You know, hearing God's voice is saying, God, here's my opportunity. God, here's my question. Whatever you think about it, please tell me. Whatever you th- whatever you would like to say, Lord, say it. If it offends me, if it encourages me, I don't care. I want to know what you think about this moment in this situation. That's the real win. That's the real key. Not going with, with your own ideas and intuitions. You know, I had one girl, she was in Bible college, such a funny conversation. I felt like uh, she was supposed to stay and do our internship and she planned on leaving and going home. And uh, I presented her with the opportunity, hey, stay a second year, join my internship. I think there's things God wants to teach you. He wants to tell you. And uh, it was funny because she came back in a week. She said, I prayed and I fasted and the Lord said no. And I was, uh, I knew what God had actually said and I knew she was thinking through her emotions and she lied on God's name. And I looked her dead in her eyes and I said, that's crazy because I pray too. And we both know that's not true. And, uh, she stayed and it was a blessing to her life that she stayed and followed through on what God said. But that's just an example of how so many people go with what they want God to say and not actually with an open, sincere heart on what he's going to say because we try to fit God into, you know, we really like to claim to be followers of God, but we are still our God often. Or we kick him off the throne of our heart when things are uncomfortable. But how do I hear God? Number one, you got to be willing to listen. You need to be with God. You can't listen unless you're with God. You need a regular prayer life, a regular Bible life, You need a life of worship. We already covered those things in this podcast. You can go back and listen to them. But number two, just ask, you know, 1 Samuel 3.10. The the young prophet was taught to say this, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. 
that word listening is interesting because it means willing to hear and obey. Speak, Lord, because I'm willing to hear and obey. God will speak to a heart that's asking and willing to obey. How do you do this? You got to withdraw. Get away from the distractions. Praise and worship to open up your heart. Go with specific questions. Seek God's will. And I think by doing those things, you'll place yourself in a position to know God's will for that moment, for your life, for what he has for you to do. And if you can teach students how to do this, you can teach them to be spirit-led, to be led by the voice of God, to walk forward, and to always be in God's will, to always be in God's perfect positioning. Some people say, well, I haven't heard God in a long time. Look, go back and do what he last told you to do, and I promise you'll open up that channel again, and he'll start to speak yet again. But our win is not to create people that are dependent on us. It is to get people and teach and disciple them to be dependent on God and his Holy Spirit. And this is one of the major keys, is teaching people how to hear the voice of God. Look, I love you. I'm so grateful that you're here. If you could... uh you know, leave a comment, reach out with some questions and things to cover. We're about done with this portion of the series. We'll go more into uh, leadership and leading yourself and leading others. But I'm so blessed that you are here and you are listening. It would be amazing if you could go ahead and rate us on, uh, on whatever platform you're listening to. It would be great. And if this is ministering to you, to share it with a friend, share it on social media, let people know that we want them to win. We want their leadership to increase so God's kingdom can become more effective. I love you guys. Have a good day.